The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why ABM is not just good B2B marketing. Joining us is Justin Gray, who is the Chief Commercial Officer at Shift Paradigm, which was built specifically to solve the invisible problems that hurt revenue performance and help organizations align from top to bottom around growth. And today, Justin and I are going to talk about why ABM is not a marketing strategy. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Justin Gray, the Chief Commercial Officer at Shift Paradigm. Justin, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to have you as our guest. Excited to talk a little bit about ABM. It's one of those marketing channels that I've always been a little confused by. It's targeted marketing. You're creating programs specifically for small sets of targets, but I don't see how that's different than anything other than regular marketing Talk to me about what you think ABM is and why isn't it a marketing strategy in your mind? Yeah, there's probably a really key word that even makes that sentence more true, which is why ABM is not just a marketing strategy. And you hit the nail right on the head in probably the number one report from sales when ABM's gone through its multiple iterations as this popular kind of hot button. Sales has been doing target account sales for years. We know exactly who we want to sell into, and that's where our efforts are going to be focused. Well, let's back up a second. What does marketing most predominantly do? And this was driven by a big wave of technology entering the marketing space somewhere around 2006. Suddenly, marketing departments no longer were traffic cops and outsourcing most of their functions. And now they were being required to operate platforms and execute campaigns end-to-end and produce analytics that showed the performance of those marketing campaigns. If you think about, and I explain this to new employees here all the time, if you think about marketing through the lens of just a day-to-day, like a house party, right? A lot of marketing was focused on blank papering the city putting out flyers, putting out banners and billboards. Hey, big party at my house this weekend. Driving awareness. Exactly. But the big problem is everyone showed up and a lot of folks that we don't care about or didn't want to sell to. And this is fundamentally what drives that age old sales and marketing alignment issue, right? Like marketing is performing a lot of efforts and sales looks at it and says, that's not fruitful. That's not relevant to my day to day. So ABM, I think, was the retort to that age-old conflict. If you look at kind of the second wave of ABM, not the ISMA wave in the early 2000s, but 
the one that I would say is largely driven by John Miller, who is now over at Demandbase and one of the previous founders of Marketo, they'll tell you that people were asking him all the time that this marketing automation platform is great, that you guys are extolling from every mountaintop, but how do I really focus and quote unquote fish with spears and in his terminology? That motion is much more akin to sending highly intentional invites out to your party. I want these 12 people to come because I like them. I get along with them. I think they're going to be interesting. And I want those folks to show up rather than the 400 people that came over and trashed my parents' house last weekend. What I'm hearing from you is you're throwing a party. You don't want all the band geeks. You want the cheerleaders and the football players. Hey, we're living in an age of inclusion. I wouldn't use that same analogy, but... It's okay. I was in drama in high school. I'm allowed to say this. That's how you end up being a podcast host, folks. But we'll say, yes, there is a group of people that I, I want to be there. I feel comfortable being there, and I don't want all the other riffraff. Riffraff is a good way to put it. <laughs> the question that I have is, and still goes back to my fundamental question about what the hell is ABM? Is this not just targeting? Isn't this just a targeted marketing campaign, right? ABM pretends or seemingly has these features and products and platforms that are specifically focused just to help you do a better job with targeting and maybe creating specific collateral on an individual campaign basis. But it just seems like this is a way to refine your marketing strategies and targeting. What am I missing here? I think at its lowest common denominator, that's exactly what it is, because you have to think about what drives marketing trends these days. And frankly, whether we want to admit it or not, the translation of a lot of marketing strategies happens via technology. So what is ABM? It's what we can define and scale via technology platform. And that's why you've seen kind of, again, that lowest common denominator in terms of account-based marketing becoming account-based ads, becoming segmentation, becoming uh, lead to account matching. A lot of those functions that pertain to everyone and their fundamentals that you do need to do as a part of ABM, and they are facilitated by a technology platform. So if you look at what's out there in the landscape in terms of a quote-unquote ABM solution or platform, you're going to find a lot of those features that are rooted in targeting. ABM is a lot bigger than those features. That's, I think, what is a challenge these days and more so gets back to the discipline of marketing and how we really understand what marketing is, understand people's competencies around marketing. A lot of folks will buy an ABM platform and consider that they are now doing ABM. They are doing pieces and parts of ABM at the fundamental account-based everything or account-based marketing, whatever term we align to it, is fundamentally about targeting, but doing it in a highly threaded and incredibly informed manner. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. 
To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. To me, where ABM has some resonance and the concept of ABM is not just, okay, we're going to be highly targeted. We're going to be account specific. To me, that is good marketing where you understand who your ICP is and you're tailing your marketing to focus all of your energy and resources on people that have the highest propensity to buy at the highest rate of revenue. Where I think ABM is really interesting is basically the upside down nature. When you think of the spray and pray version of Mad Men style marketing, where we're focusing on awareness campaigns, hoping that we'll drive qualified leads. And then the sales team just takes what they can get. It seems like this has flipped the focus of that on its head where the sales team is saying, here's who we want to go after. Can you build marketing programs specifically tailored to who we want to lead? So it is more of a sales driven or a revenue driven machine than it is an awareness driving machine driving top of funnel activity down. Talk to me about some of the mechanisms that have changed in ABM as the platforms have become more mature that help with that sales and marketing enablement and alignment. So I agree with everything that you said there. I think the most important thing to realize is that that's not how marketing has been done. And it's not how marketing is done even today at a lot of organizations, even those that have adopted ABM. So in terms of the mechanisms that have changed around marketing, I think it's important to acknowledge that that's a pretty big fundamental shift for marketing to work with sales, hopefully, and work with other departments within the organization to understand not only who the total addressable market is, but who those ideal customers are within that market and uncover the why behind that as well. Why do we think these are our best clients? Why are we going to go out and look for accounts that look like our current best clients? And those insights just fundamentally change and reduce the disconnect between what is historically sales and marketing. At least we can get on the same page about who we find valuable. And then the most interesting part about ABM becomes what motions do we run against those accounts that are both sales, marketing, and organization-wide? So when we think about marketing's role in a board of directors meeting or a quarterly QBR, whatever type of group metrics divulge, marketing is often discounted way down because it's hard to tick and tie marketing. It's hard to understand exactly what marketing's influence is. When we reduce the aperture in which we're looking at, these are our targets. This is who we want to see precipitate in the pipeline. We care a bit about the peripherals that come into there, but this is your focus. That's a really big change for organizations today. I feel like there's a couple of different factors that are sort of blending in together when it comes to what we're talking about. There's the rise and proliferation of ABM platforms. There's the sales and marketing enablement and the sharing of metrics. And there's also the third factor of leadership, where we're seeing more and more CMOs being replaced by CROs, somebody that's running marketing and sales together as a joint team. As we've seen the rise of the revenue organization, and sometimes at the behest of the marketing department, 
how has ABM become more or less of a focus? How have the platforms and the tools changed using ABM? I think that's a super important shift to acknowledge. And, and when it doesn't work, it results in exactly what you mentioned there. You have to have a really mature organization as a whole. Like I always tell people, if you're looking for a job and you're in marketing, make sure the CEO understands marketing because it's certainly not the majority of executives out there. Same thing goes for the CRO position. Oftentimes, that's a role that simply weights its efforts towards sales. When it works really well, it's fulfilled by someone who understands the role of both those organizations in a highly integrated manner. So I think from a technology perspective, you see that similar integration. You're starting to see technologies and platforms where it's not department specific. Sales and marketing are sharing that ecosystem. They understand the roles that they have to play there. The solution is facilitating those. And they're both looking at the same dashboards, looking at the same metrics, they're looking at the same perspective of those target accounts. And I think from a cultural and from an environmental perspective, that's incredibly important to get people out of these siloed kind of point solutions and sharing the same data and focusing on the same motions. You know, at the end of the day, we think about ABM as marketing platforms, technology platforms that we're starting to use to get the right sort of marketing collateral to our target accounts. In reality, it's more of a mindset, right? It's more of a blending of marketing and sales and even customer experience. And that's something that we're going to talk about more in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Justin Gray, the Chief Commercial Officer at Shift Paradigm. Join us again tomorrow when Justin and I continue the conversation talking about account-based experience, ABX, versus ABM. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Justin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is jgraymatter, that's J-G-R-A-Y-M-A-T-T-E-R, or you can visit his company's website, which is shiftparadigm.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.